What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Ski System Podcast. I'm your host and founder of the Ski System, Abe Maynard, and I just want to remind everybody that we are having the craziest scale sale. Sorry, we are having the craziest sale at GetSkiSystem.com, 50% off all subscription offerings. This is a one-time deal. It's only running until Sunday, and I will not do another discount this big the rest of the year. So if you've been hesitant or on the fence about joining, this is your time. 50% off any subscription. When that subscription renews, it will go back to the original costs. Be mindful of that. But this will give you access to the training blog. This will give you access to all 50 plus individual programs, both mobility programs for rest and recovery, as well as 300 exercise videos that are showing you how it's done. And I'm packing more into the site. We're not done. It's going to continue to develop, continue to add new features. And all those features, as always, are going to be dictated by you guys, the users. So what you want is what will show up. The holiday code is HOLIDAY50, one word, all caps, HOLIDAY50, the number, five zero. Add that in at checkout and get 50% off any subscription. It's been so awesome hearing from everyone who's using the ski system about how they're feeling when they get on snow for the first time. And I didn't really think that this would happen, but I actually had a very similar experience going to Mammoth this past weekend. So I've been getting messages from people like, hey, I got on snow and you know my legs feel incredible or I'm able to ski all these runs that usually I have to take rests on. And it's been really awesome to see that people are committing to these programs, training on them, and more than that, they're seeing the benefit. They're feeling it when they're out on the slopes. They're able to keep up with friends and family that they couldn't before. And we've only been live for four months. This is year one. So it's only going to get better. But I was up in Mammoth. A little bit of background. So I obviously, I used to compete for a long time, mogul skier, uh, for near 12 years. And then, you know, I've been a trainer for a long time now. Um, this was the most prepared I've ever felt for a season. I really wish that I was competing this year. I really do, because I think that I could ski at a level that I just never touched before because my strength and conditioning was good, but it was never at the level that it is now. And I knew right away when I clicked in, you know, skiing two days back to back from first chair to literally last chair. Both days we skied the last chair on Mammoth because the snow was so good and they just kept opening up more and more terrain. And being able to do that coming off of literally just dry land training was incredible. It didn't feel like there was any beat skipped, like there was ski legs that needed to be reestablished. It was off the chairlift, right down into the first run. Everything felt like it was there. And I felt this in a lot of different ways. You know, a big goal of the ski system is to help people navigate these three different goals of being able to ski faster, being able to ski through anything, and being able to ski longer days. So better endurance throughout the day. And all the programs on the website, you know, they're tailored to this. So depending on what your goal is, it's going to produce a different program for you because different people have different strengths. Some people can ski all day long, but as soon as it gets choppy or chundry or tough conditions, then their legs get beat up. Some people can ski, but might not have the confidence in their body to go fast or really let it run. Maybe you don't trust holding your edges or coming to a stop, avoiding people, whatever that may be. Of course, some of these are skill related, you know, your time skiing, your, your comfort level with skiing itself. But a lot of these are strength and conditioning related. They're preparation related and they're 
whether or not you and your body are in line to execute on that day. Same thing with skiing through anything. You know, that's a big thing that I hear from people is that they have trouble navigating tough terrain. When it gets choppy, if it's change of conditions, you go from, you know, good, hard packed powder to ice or something on the same run. And strength and conditioning is such an important component of that because it's going to allow your body to navigate straight through that. You're more mass on your bones. You're better structured, more stable. So your body's not going to respond to every single change in condition, height, speed, friction, whatever. It's going to go through that. Just think of, you know, a light disconnected object going down a hill on a saucer tray and a heavier object that's compact and ready. It's just one's going to respond more acutely to very small changes. One isn't. So we get to Mammoth and it is packed. I mean, packed. I mean, I've skied you know, since I was nine years old, and I've just never seen this many people on a mountain for so few runs so early in the season. You know, when I was growing up, the Icon Pass didn't exist. You had your home mountain, and if you went to another mountain, you had to buy a day pass, or if you were fortunate enough to get a, a Colorado All-Star Pass, you would get access, but it was very few. There were medallions, but only for a couple of people. Now with these passes, you know, especially being here in California, uh, the mountains become such commuter mountains because you're four hours from LA, you're six and a half hours from San Diego. Uh, tons of people can get up there. And combined with the whole work from home experience, you have thousands more people on the mountain every day than there used to be because they can. They can get up in the middle of the week, work from the condo, go ski a few runs, you know, get up there and then be there through the weekend. When you had to work a nine to five, you couldn't get out in the middle of the day to go skiing. Uh, and if you weren't a pass holder, then why would you go to that mountain paid $180 for a day pass? It doesn't make sense. But now with the icon and all these different passes, you can get up there and it was apparent. I mean, luckily the stoke was so high. Everyone was so excited to ski. So waiting in line, wasn't that bad. And you could see, I mean, there was so much good snow. So everyone was ripping underneath the lift lines. Everyone's hooting and hollering. Like it was such a good day. And it just felt so good to know that your season was starting when it was starting. And it didn't have to have that period of acclimation of the body getting used to being back in skis, getting used to the conditioning and the burning of the quads. Already done that, done that in the training room, trained my ass off all year. So now it's just time to rip. And we were able to, it was so fun. Um, the craziest thing happened too. So I'm, I'm new to Mammoth. I've skied there maybe three four times, but I've never done back-to-back days and I've definitely never gotten it when the snow was good and the snow had been dumping. The first night we had almost hundred mile an hour winds. I mean, I couldn't sleep in the condo because the winds were so loud. I thought the house was going to rip off the hillside. <laughs> I mean, it, <laughs> it was bad, but we woke up the next day to, you know, over a foot and a half of snow, I'm shoveling my car out for the first time. And as shitty as it was, it actually felt really good to be doing that. Knowing that when we got up on the mountain, we were in for a treat. So the mountain was pretty restricted, not a lot of access just because one, wind conditions were too unpredictable. The snow conditions were pretty gnarly up top. Uh, they were doing a lot of avalanche testing and bombs and everything like that. But as a result, they were really restricted as to what they could open. So about midway through the day, we had ripped the same three runs like 500 times. And we figured, okay, well, we're going to go in grab a beer and we'll see 
if the sky's clear and it gets better and they open stuff up, we'll come back out. If not, we'll have a little more apre and then we'll call it a day. So we're inside and we're watching on our, on our apps, like what things are open, you know, they give you updates. So like this lifts, you know, they're testing it. it should be open in 20 minutes. Uh, this side of the mountain's closed and we're checking all the updates and we see the chair 22, they're starting to prep it, which chair 22 had not been open all day. And we knew that there was really good snow because the lift line falls almost directly in between these two ridges. So all the wind that was blowing up all day long and all the snow that had been falling had really been swept up and pulled into this ridge in between these ridges. And so we're like, whoever gets that, I mean, dude, they're going to score because they're going to get fresh, untouched, not wind damaged, unrestricted, full top to bottom runs. But there's no way to traverse into it from the mountain. So it starts too high up. So we're thinking, you know, we're like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We'll finish these beers. We'll go back out. We'll, get, we'll take one more run. And if at the end of that run, they have an open 22, then we'll call it a day. So we get back out there and we make our way over the mountain a little bit. And we see, we come off this chair and I honestly don't know Mammoth well enough to say which one it was. But when we got off, we see these guys talking to ski patrol and they're at this, uh, there's like a rope. And we look at the ski patrol and we're like, are you opening this rope? And if they did open this rope, then we could hike 22. It's about a 15 minute hike straight up the side. Um, but it was so windy at the top, they hadn't opened the chairlift yet. And he's like, you know what? Why don't you guys wait here? There was maybe six of us, like me, three buddies, and a couple other people that were, just happened to be there. He's like, I'm going to take the snowmobile up to the top and check with the lift ops. Um, and if it's green light, I'll let you guys know and you guys can hike it. So we're like, okay, well, already this is worth leaving the lodge. I mean, we could potentially be the first people to ski this all day. So we wait there and it just doesn't look like it's going to happen. Like they're not turning the lift on. People are starting to leave. And then we see the ski patrol come off the top on the snowmobile. And he's just giving us the clear sign, like, you know, hands overhead, clear, clear, clear. This is where the strength and conditioning really kicked in because Stoke goes from like 50 to 200 instantaneously. We all jump under the rope. No one says anything to each other. I don't even know if my friends are behind me, in front of me, and we're just hiking all of a sudden, just boot pack, single file line as fast as we can go. I mean, we're basically just shy of jogging up the hill. That's how psyched everyone was because we knew if they're going to start running the chair, we have to beat the chair to get the tracks. But what we didn't know is that the ski patroller had given us a delay because he was giving us props for hiking it. So he delayed the start of the lift so that we could hike the ridge so that we could get to the top and get first tracks. And while we're trucking up there, I just kept thinking to myself, I'm like, who could have predicted this? What are the odds that I come up to Mammoth this day? It's this snowstorm. We get this one run, first tracks, no wind, basically two feet of snow that's come through the past couple of days. But it involves this hike and we got to hike fast. And if I wasn't conditioned, that would have just totally sucked. It would have totally sucked. And I would have gotten to the top and I would have needed to take a break. And I would have needed to collect myself. But we freaking hauled. And we get to the top, barely said a word to each other, clicked in, no friends on powder days. And I just skated off. I I'd never even skied this run before. I had no idea where I was. 
and I come over this ridge and it was just like, I couldn't even see the bottom of it untouched. And I had up there with one of the top like five runs of my life for inbounds resort skiing. Obviously heli skiing is just on, in a different planet and snowmobile access stuff is too, but for resort skiing, I don't know if it gets better than this. The amount of snow that was there was really unbelievable. And you could just let it fly as fast as you could possibly go end to end in the trees, out of the trees, skiing these ridge lines, any feature, rock, whatever you could send it. There was just so much snow that it didn't even matter. And our group just lost each other. I mean, we, you know, everyone skied at a different pace and we all just cruised to the bottom. My buddy and I ended up, we lapped it two more times from the chairlift and it was just incredible, but it was, you know, it was a moment that really made me grateful for strength training. It made me grateful for conditioning because that's the kind of skiing I want to be doing. That's the kind of skiing that gets me psyched is stuff where if you weren't conditioned, if you weren't ready for it, if you weren't prepared for it, you wouldn't be able to enjoy it the same. And being able to go on a 15-minute speed hike at altitude, get to the top, immediately click in and send it before anyone else gets there was, um, you know, I mean, I'm doing a freaking podcast about it. Like, <laughs> it was a memorable set of runs, memorable set of turns. And it just totally set the pace for an awesome weekend. Mammoth is phenomenal. Uh, if anyone listening hasn't skied that mountain, make your way out there. It is, or actually don't because it's going to be more crowded. Uh, we were able to hike some stuff the second day too. They just kept opening more of the mountain. We had a bluebird day the day after. So it was quite a difference from day one with the low visibility and the hit or miss conditions, but the whole backside of the mountain is phenomenal. I mean, it looks like it's a, a you know, hand drawn. It's just the most immaculate scenery and once you get up and over around the mountain, the, the lines and everything really started to spread out a little bit. It was a little more digestible, but some of these trails, I mean, they really, it really does offer good terrain, you know, in Colorado growing up in Steamboat, I, I'm absolutely biased to Steamboat. I think it's a wonderful mountain. It's very flat. There's not a lot of variance in condition. The snow that falls there is phenomenal. Some of the best in my opinion, but Telluride is really like where I would go if I wanted good access to like steep snow, challenging snow, uh, runs with some more jagged features where you really have to think about it. But Mammoth has some of that in short bursts. And it was definitely the best place to start this season. To be the 23rd of December and already have like a ski career highlight powder day was phenomenal. I mean, I couldn't have written it any better until I got COVID. Unfortunately, I got COVID. I was exposed to it on Wednesday night when we were up there. Someone tested positive. Somehow I'm the only one who got it. Double vaccinated. You know, I train five days a week, six days a week, very healthy, but it got me. Um, and I tested negative twice and then I tested positive on Sunday. So I've been doing a little quarantine, quarantine workouts, training, not leaving my house, feel kind of like a hermit. Um, but fortunately I got this stuff to keep me busy. So it's been a trip, but you know, if I could go back, ski that run again and still get COVID at the end of it, I'd probably go back and do it. I mean, that's how awesome this was. It was so good to be out there with friends too, just 
ripping. I mean, it, it brings me back to being a kid. I absolutely love this sport. It's so fun. And it's really rare, like to be able to do a sport that pulls you into the moment the way skiing does sometimes. It's special. And I can think back to a lot of moments from my youth and even as an adult skiing where it really does stop time. And there's something special about being in the trees on a powder day with no music and no one really around you, just skiing. You know, it's that experience is unique. It's reserved for people who know how to ski. You can't get access to that experience, whether you want to or not, unless you can access it on skis or snowboard and being up there and, and having time stop for a little bit and really getting to enjoy that. It just justifies all the training. It justifies the whole project. And it was an absolute blast. So a little bit on the mend here, not too much other than the story on the podcast today. I just, I hope that it gets people stoked to get out there and ski this weekend and really, you know, appreciate your body and focus on the training. You won't know what you're missing until you have a moment that reminds you how valuable it is. And that happened this weekend. I obviously training is my life, so I do it all the time, but there's still a few moments where it smacks you in the face and reminds you, this is why you do it. I have that experience surfing quite a bit where <clears throat> if the waves are bigger and I really have to rely on my paddling and my conditioning to get out of the way of danger. I notice it then and I'm really grateful, but this hike right into his first tracks was like, I mean, I would have been cooked. I would have been cooked. If I didn't train, I would have been absolutely smoked. My knees would have been wrecked by the time I got to the top of the hill, full of lactic acid, just not able to ski. And then I wouldn't have been able to enjoy the way down. So just a nod to, Find the consistency you can, whatever it may be. If you're a five-time-a-weeker, great. If you like training once a week and that's all you can get it in, that's awesome. Keep doing that. Find your lowest frequency that you can stick to and stick to it all winter long. It will keep you at a good level in between the days that you ski. If you ski every day of the week, you're a lucky person. But if you do, do some mobility work. Keep your body healthy. It's awesome that you have that output. It's awesome that you're able to ski at that frequency, but make sure you're still able to do that come the end of January, February. Prioritize your mobility, prioritize your foam rolling, your stretching. Make sure your body's recovering. Sleep, all these kind of things matter a lot. Hydration, they all play into your body's ability to continue to perform at the level that you want it to perform. So whether you, like I said, are a five-time-a-week skier, a once-a-month skier, Training should be filling the time in between at the frequency that you can manage so that you're always ready when you get on snow. Because the last thing you want to do is get up there, be hit with an opportunity, and then have to take a break because your body's too tired. Or have to meet up with your friends later because they can ski faster, more consistent, longer. Keep training. Take advantage of the discount. Holiday 50. Run it on there. Share it with friends, family, anyone who's going on a ski trip that's thinking about doing some kind of training beforehand through training and consistent strength and conditioning work. We will always be ready to hike dropped ropes, to get access to better terrain and to ski long days and really get our money's worth. Cause let's be honest, ski passes these days are insane. 
So you better be skiing every single second that you're up there. For those of you that have listened to this long, thank you so much. It's really fun doing this, getting these long form conversations out there. If there's ever anything you specifically want to hear, DM me, send me topics. I'm happy to open up the book on anything. We can go super nerd mode on training stuff. We can talk about different modalities of training, different structure for programs. Anything you want to hear, just let me know and I'll form an episode for it. So thank you for listening. And I hope you all have an epic time on the slopes this weekend.